You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome, my friends, to the catacombs, the deep underground lair where we keep the really weird stuff at the cult movie cantina. I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Drew Co-hosts. You can check us out on our website at scottywhite.com and join the discussion at the cult movie cantina's Facebook page, facebook.com cult movie cantina. While you're out, while you're checking out the latest racist rant from your uncle on Facebook, instead of replying and making Facebook giving awkward, why don't you visit us at the Cult Movie Cantina? The Cult Movie Cantina, better than trying to explain to your uncle that brown people are human beings too. Darkman, I gotta tell you something about me. He's a cockroach. You think you're killing him? And he pops up someplace else. In the darkest hour, there's a light that shines on every human being. But one. Dark Man, rated R. Starts Friday at theaters everywhere. This week, we take a look at the 1990 superhero movie, <laughs> Do you think Dark that, Man. Can I, quick question. Sure. This is just a uh, producer moment. Uh, you like the, the, I can't say this. Like fairly, but you can say brown people, brown people too, and then you're like, the movie this week is Dark Man. Who's <laughs> a crispy fried brown dude? Yeah. He's a crispy fried white dude. <laughs> yeah, just falling right down the stairs <laughs> on the way down, <laughs> straight onto the catacombs. Oh, that's how it is. So we uh, we picked Dark Man from our uh, our last episode uh, at the end of it, and so and we committed. We did Dark Man. Look, I, I tell you what, I will go on record saying it's it's nice to watch a Sam Raimi film. That isn't Evil Dead or Army of Darkness, right? And still see the exact same tricks as Evil Dead and Army of Darkness, right? Because especially at this point in his career, he's only got a handful of tricks, right? That make them all work. I think he but only they're has, all Sam Raimi tricks. They're and they're great. They're great. I mean, um, it, we'll get to it. But at the end of the this movie, there's a fight on uh, this high rise, and he uses the you know the bad guy has a rivet gun, and he fires a rivet, and they do like the the POV rivet, yeah, just like in Quick and the Dead with the bullets, yep. and so it's just like I love Quick we're setting and it up. Yeah, I love just Quick setting it all up. I like Quick and the Dead. I do too. All right, so Dark Man, nineteen ninety, directed by Sam Raimi. We just mentioned he directed uh, Spider Man one, two, and three. Drag Me to Hell, which is a really mixed movie. I love it, uh, and he's you know he entered and gave us the world of Evil Dead. Yeah, and so and most importantly. Army he of gave Dark- me Ash. He gave you Ash from Army yeah. of Darkness. Uh, written by Raimi, uh, Chuck uh, uh, Ferrer, and who did Red Planet, Hard Target, Navy Seals. There were some other writers on the the run too. When it was originally ideated by uh, Raimi, he went with Chuck and his brother. His brother, uh, Raimi's brother, is a doctor. Yeah, he's like a like uh, something like a like a neurosurgeon. He's like yeah, a something I think fairly legit. So like, you know. Chuck and Sam wrote wrote the script, and then they turned to uh, Sam's brother, who was like, "Well, here's all the medical stuff that you need," and it was a little convoluted, and but Universal liked it, and so they they were like, "Well, here's some more money for it, but we're gonna bring in two other writers to kind of help hone this in." And so the two other writers came in and they honed it in. Uh, music is by Danny Elfman, and it is glory. I love this soundtrack. All right, so here's my only criticism about the Danny Elfman soundtrack. Ready? Yeah. Okay, so this movie's 1990. Batman was 1989. This movie sounds like all the unused crap in Batman. It probably was, but I did feel <laughs> I like mean, it sounds the Dark like Man it. theme still had, it for whatever reason, like, I remember, I've watched this movie a lot, right? And it still had that thematic element where right. I heard the little the little score, and I actually forgot Danny Elfman did the music, and I missed the credit. Like, I'm, right. I, I was at the gym when I first started watching it, and I looked away or something, um, and I missed the credit. I was like, God, this sounds a lot like Danny Elfman. Whoever this is, is great. I love the music, right? Yeah, but it just—I mean, it's—it's it's, especially early '90s Danny Elfman. It sounds like I guess though. I for like me, Batman. it was also Danny Elfman with the aesthetic of how they decided to lens this movie. I think it's uh, 
Ben Pope. Uh, uh, Bill Pope. Yeah, Bill Pope. I was Bill Pope, how he lends this movie, I think, is, is fascinating. So Bill Pope, as we just mentioned, is the director of photography. He has done... He's a beast. He's done all the Matrix movies. He's done all the Spider-Man movies. Uh, Frame he's one. He's done, he did Clueless. He did uh, Alita Battle Angel most recently. And he did Baby Driver and a list of other things. He's a B. Like, he's got a huge career. Yeah, he's epically amazing. Uh, stars Liam Neeson in probably his first starring role. Yep. Uh, he had done bit stuff. Uh, I mean, he was in Kroll and Excalibur. Well, wait. Which, wh- is he in uh, Next of Kin? When did that come out? Yeah, it, but he's not like a star of Next of Kin. Right, he's oh yeah, he's the younger brother, right? Right. And Patrick Swayze is looking right, for him. Right. You're right. You're right. right. So I mean this is like his first I think his first I may be wrong, but I think this is his first starring I think you're, I think you're spot on. And, or if not, it's one of the ones that gave us I mean, really, because it's like, oh, who is that guy? And then he went off to do other stuff. Yep. Um Francis McDormand, who Oscar winner. <laughs> yeah. Who I always thought it was uh, Virginia Madsen when I was a kid, for right. whatever reason. Because she's very Virginia Madsen. Yeah. Uh, she's also married to a Cohen brother. I don't know which one. Uh, Joel. Joel, thank you, because I couldn't. And then uh, Larry Drake, who was most famously in L.A. Law, and he's Dr. Giggles. <laughs> who, who brilliantly plays a very good character in this. I actually liked his import, performance. It's very understated. But in L.A. Law, he's like a, I think he's mentally challenged maybe or in that space yep and so it's a pretty big contrast of character range um oh he's a, he was a great actor in it and oh he's he, fantastic yeah he passed away um recently 2016 oh i didn't i didn't know that yeah oh that's a shame so God how would you, how would you synopsis this film oh god it's always the same when they when a brilliant medical <laughs> no when a brilliant scientist is overrun by mobsters and burned near Death. He uses his scientific powers to create a new identity. Dark man from darkness, justice sometimes melts. I don't know. I don't know where I'd go from there. <laughs> so mine is this: Benny from LA Law trades in his mental deficiencies for some mean gangster skills as he battles a poor burn victim who becomes the most unlikely superhero ever. I love it. It's brilliant because this movie is. It's, it is definitely about Liam Neeson's character, Dr. Westlake. Yeah. There's a lot of Robert Durant. Like, the movie starts like Star Wars. Like, we don't see the hero at all for, like, the first time. No, minutes. they do a cold open almost. Yeah, they do a cold open. Yeah. So It's um, pretty fascinating. What was your first introduction to this film? I got to be careful how much I talk about it, because I actually will get emotional in a weird way. Oh. No, no, it's very personal. So, I remember seeing this with my cousin, uh, who's estranged now. I don't see him anymore. I remember seeing this with my cousin at... At his house, he was younger than me. He's two years younger than me. I was like, we were like brothers, like two brothers. Right. Uh, he has a sister too. Um, I don't see her either. But we were very close. And his mom, rent, we talked his mom into renting it for us, my aunt. We talked her into renting this movie, Dark Man. She didn't pay attention because she thought it looked like a comic book movie. Well, it is a comic book movie. Right. For adults. I mean, it's, it's PG 13, right? No, it was R. It was it R? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So when we were kids, we snuck it in and, and we watched it and freaked us out a little bit, but we both loved it. Well, right. the reason it's like a special thing if I dwell on it. would be PG-13 today. Uh, probably. Yeah. Is Maybe there, some of the... Yeah, probably. Yeah. The, anyway, she's passed away. She oh. died from cancer. So it's like this weird sort of... I got you. It's a good memory, right? But if I dwell on too long, it gets depressing for me. But yeah. I, so that... I was... Uh, this came out in 90? 90. I think I saw it like... VHS wise, I didn't see it in theaters. So a year after, so ninety yeah, one, I yes, probably I'm saw it. Yeah. So I would have been right of just eighth grade, whatever that is. Saw it in. I did not get to see it in theaters. I was mad about that. Something happened. I don't remember exactly which why I couldn't watch it in theaters. But it's in. Uh, uh, when we talk about dates and things, I'll tell you why that's important. Um, saw it on video, and we were we 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 hooked our. Our uh, video camera to the VCR and dubbed that one, so I, I had a copy of it. Did you really? We used to do that all the time. So I like I had, really. I think I had this on a copy of like, uh, it was I think it was Child's Play Two, Dark Man, and Predator Two. Oh, that's beautiful. And so I got to watch all. So I watched Dark Man a lot as a kid. Uh, when I was fourteen, I dressed up as Dark Man for Halloween. Oh, so you're a big Dark Man fan? Yeah, I was a huge fan. It was great. I found out about it in uh, Starlog. 
Oh, see, back to our back Starlog. Starlog. Thing. There's a great yeah. start. There's a great. And artist. yours paid out well. Mine so. failed us miserably. <laughs> see last week's episode. Right. Our new scale of rating movies. The worst you can possibly be. Uh, spoiler alert: This is better than Nemesis. <laughs> oh, way better. Million times better. The worst movie ranking you could be is a Nemesis level. So, you, do you, are you ready to dig into this? Yeah, let's do it. Meet Robert G. Durant. Nope, he's not Darkman, but that's who we're starting with. So apparently Calder from Prince of Darkness has got himself in the drug business and has a bunch of thugs on the docks that meets this other gangster dude and the aforementioned Robert D. Durant. And well, after some threats, it doesn't go well. Durant and the boys kill Calder and his guys and ends up taking Calder's fingers with a cigar cutter because everyone needs a hobby. That's, <laughs> that's how this movie opens. It's totally right. I so, mean, there's no denying it. So the, so the, if you don't know Calder, he's the black guy in Prince of Darkness who... Who um, sings the hymnal and then stabs himself in the neck with like a? And the the dialogue in this sequence is terrible. Terrible. Except if you think about it from a comic book, if that were, it's as if Sam Raimi wrote that scene. Right. Reading the thought bubbles. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. literally, like hey, here's the thought bubbles. Read these, and he's like, I am here to beat that. Like the phone call alone in the opening two right. seconds is awful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the, my favorite part of the though is that when Durant's men show up in the cars and they they frisk them, it's like everything but the kitchen sink comes. Every weapon you could think of, <laughs> brass knuckles, brass knuckles, <laughs> guns and knives yep. and nunchucks. Yep, nunchucks. All right, all right. I'm gonna call back it's a to, theme on the show. All right, I'm gonna call back to Dreamscape. I still contend that nunchucks are useless. Hundred <laughs> percent. And there's like three different guys with nunchucks I mean, I in this movie. I guess you can just swing a couple of times. I mean, I get it. It's yeah. kind of like a flail. You can hit some. Yeah, you yeah. can hit somebody. But like, like when you see them in karate movies and they're all doing like huas and whatever. Hundred percent. And it's like, what? I just. Hundred percent. Because you're not going to deflect bullets. <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That's all it is. So I, you know. So they all go inside the, this warehouse where there's a, like 300 thugs. Oh, there's there's some so many thugs that they put some of them in cars inside of crates. Right, just just in case we need them. That's, and then they're like, hey, crate uh, thugs on demand. And they pull a string and cars come bust. I mean, I have random crates. I will give them credit, though. So they disarmed. Did you give them credit? I don't know why I don't give them credit. I give, I'm talking about Durant's guys. I give them credit because they, after they are disarmed and they're having this conversation... And, the, and Calder's all like, uh, well, you know, I got three things. One, I ain't selling. B, you're a bunch of pussies, and, you know, we're going to kill you. And if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. I mean, it's basically yeah, what he tells it. And um, so there's a guy there in, in Durant's team who has one leg. Oh, I love that guy. And he's in it, and they make a joke about it. Like, he's got he's got a prosthetic leg, and they're like, you know, a bum leg. He's like, and he goes in and he knocks on it. No leg. Except there's a gun in it. Yep. <laughs> like the best machine gun ever. Or the guy from Wayne's World is the greatest shot. Smiley? At, yeah. Smiley, that's his character name. Because right. I was so excited that guy from Wayne's World. Because Wayne's World hasn't happened yet. No, Wayne's World will be afterwards. Yeah, 92. Right. This guy's career is launched by being the dude who rips another dude's leg off that happens to have a machine gun in it. And then kills everybody. And kills everybody. Every, like every And has the, my favorite death scene in the whole movie. Which is? Is the... The, the payback on the ticking bird. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that I was, scene. So, I it's well done. Um, when Smiley's not killing everybody with the the machine gun leg that doesn't run out of bullets, uh, Robert Durant is just, just knocking people out and just blowing people away with like... And then he suddenly has a gun. Right, he just picks up this pistol and he's like... The crate cars show up and, and you know, running around and he's just like, all right, I'll just shoot the driver. And he just like... Does the next swing and pop, and he just one shots everybody. Yep. It's great. But the crate guys, so did they get in when they knew the guys were coming, or is that their job? It's like, all right, Bill, you're on crate duty today. You yeah. have to be in the car. You guys getting this old 1987 uh, Cadillac cut, just, cutlass. Just in case the bad guys show yeah. up and we need Hiding these crates, just Hide. in case. Just in case. Do you, have, do you want crate duty, or do you? I, it's a good point. Is if you're it, tired, right? It's like I guess because you don't really react till there's gunfire, right? So you know you're crate duty. Yeah, you have to just, sleep a little more, right? It's like all right. Well, it's like, so it's, do you think it's like a privilege? Yeah. 
I got crate privilege. <laughs> crate privilege. That's offensive, but I I like it. So crate duty. Uh, and then the movie starts. Yep. So next we meet Dr. Peyton Westlake, who's a scientist working on synthetic skin. It's groovy, but he can't get it to last past 99 minutes until it turns to goo. His girlfriend, Julie Hastings, is a lawyer, and she's looking over some shady stuff with, his real, with this real estate developer, Lewis Stack, about bribes he's committing to uh, get his building built. She tells Lewis about this document, but she doesn't happen. It just, it's at her place, which happens to be the Westlake Labs. She is terrible. <laughs> She's first of all, first of all, I'm not a lawyer, but I don't think like if I know like you're doing shady stuff, I'm not going to be like. By the way, are you making bribes to people? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> terrible situation. Right, right. He's got, the, he's got like I'm going to kill you, money. I wouldn't yeah. mention this name. Be like, no, it doesn't make any sense. No. Now in this section, is that where they haven't have they solved the skin problem yet? No. Okay, that's coming up. Yeah. Cut to Dr. Westlake and his Asian assistant. Yuki. Sadly, when attacked later on, does two kung fu moves. It's like, oh, my head, my head hung a little bit. I was like, it's very Asian. God, <laughs> he's stereotypically Asian. Uh, Yakahito is his name. At least they named him. Who are going through another test when the lights go out, and lo and behold, the skin has it turned to goo at 99 minutes. Turns out the skin hates the light. But Westlake doesn't get far with the discovery as Durant and his goons have come to tear the place up, kill both Westlake and Yakuhito, and then find the document. Two of the of those three things happen. Yakuhito gets it. They find the document, which has a coffee ring on it, important later. And, well, Westlake survives being beaten and blown up to a pulp. And his explosion out of the building is delightful. It's delightful. So... It's like cartoon Canon right. City. So we've got Liam Neeson as Westlake, and he's... he's, he's um. Looking at his microscope and at the same kind of, I don't sell artificial. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, I don't really get it because it's, it's. I think it's synthetic, but they move, so it's like he's created life. Why don't we talk about this? Yeah, it's way bigger than that. <laughs> it's like you've made life. You're technically a god. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, just, it, it just turns to goo later. We've got to figure. Well, it out. so my 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 problem with it was. I don't remember, unless I totally missed something, he solves the problem that by turning off the lights, the skin stays, it holds past 100 minutes. Right. It just keeps going. Right. I believe indefinite. They don't get to know that. Right. Because the back. And then the rest of the movie, even though he's named Darkman, he never uses the skin in the dark. I know, right? And it really drives me crazy. It bothers me Why as well. are you called Darkman? Because he, he named I really his, can't figure it out. Because like, he says it because I'm the dark man at the end of the yeah, movie. That's when he turns it at the end. Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Yes, the final shimp. <laughs> that's his name. It is. Um, I love this scene for a couple of reasons. These guys are just brutal to Liam Neeson before yep. taken, and it's very Sam Raimi style. Right, right. So you know, it's you know, they're looking for this paper. This he doesn't know what this paper is. The Bear Solace or whatever memorandum. Yeah, and. Uh, He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, that's unfortunate. So we're just going to beat the shit out of you some more. Um, they pour, they pour, get Kung Fu Yakahito and put him in like a, you know, a Ziploc bag on his head and he can't breathe. And it's like, give it, let him breathe. It's like ventilate him. And they just put a bullet through his head. That's Which Ted, the smokiest gun right, ever made by Ted Raimi. Ted, Ted Raimi, Sam's uh, younger brother. He's in everything. He's in everything. He's the uh, uh, Clint Howard of yep. <laughs> Sam Raimi. Uh, and then... So here's my favorite part of this, and this is just ridiculous. They pick Westlake up, and there's like two goons on each side of him, and they they push him to some vat full of hot water or acid. I'm not sure exactly yeah, what it is. I don't know is, what it is. But it, it messes up his face. Yeah. But then there's these electrical poles that just fry his hands to nothing. It's, yeah. It's, and it's that cool kind of like Pee Wee Herman claymation <laughs> that they do on it. Oh, it's stop motion for it's, sure. And it's great. It looks yeah. like it's... Kind of terrifying. It is. It was. It's very violent. Right. It's a very violent, violent sequence. Yeah. To a point of like maybe that's where the R rating right, came right. from. It's super violent. It's also like very much a Joker origin story. All okay, of a sudden. Very much. So like like it's dark. The man. And hey. <laughs> it's like they're making a super villain, but they're not. They end up not doing it. Right. Before the attack, though, and then this is slightly important. Westlake. Uh, Tells his girlfriend Julie that he wants to get married, and she's like, yeah. "I don't know." And then on her way back to the apartment, she's like, "Yeah, we're gonna get married. I'm gonna tell him yes." And so while this is going on, they find the paper, 
and then they decide to you know he's got lethal gas everywhere, so they pop open the lethal gas and use a um what are, what are the, the what are the birds? Bird timer. I like don't know. What it's, what it's, what, what, I'll look it up. What it's called while we're while we're and so this bird thing kind of just you know bobs back and forth, and then it's you know gets lower and lower until it hits a lighter and explodes, and that's how we have the cool explosion. It's called a drinking bird. The drinking bird, and the drinking bird you know hits the lighter, and the lighter flashes. It's a really good sequence too. The, it's the great. it's a slow motion flame, and then we get a close up on on uh, Liam Neeson's eyes, and then this is a great practical exp- explosion. With uh, uh, Julie outside, and he gets blown up, and it's very it's uh, the green screen work in this or blue screen work, whatever it was at the time. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's still it's, probably blue. But yeah. it's like thick lines and everything. Oh, it's like I love this stuff. Oh, it's like an animation, right? Yeah, it's, it's like a, a cell frame, and it's like oh, it's the, the the best scream ever. I love the sequence though, where they cut to Julie and she's like horrified, and they do a flash cut to her at a funeral. Yeah, I mean it's just like, yeah, we're in the funeral now. And they did the, the transitions there and all. You know, here's the thing though: the stuff that I found fascinating because the entire time I'm watching it, and this is a little bit into apocrypha or whatever, the stuff at the end. But while I'm watching, I was like, man, this is very classic. The entire like, it's not overshot, it's not overcut, no. it's not over. It's very, in a weird way, and we can talk about it. the reason why the elegantly scene- done. So the it reason has old film standards, right? To so, it. so this movie exists for a couple of reasons. First of all, Sam Raimi wanted to make the shadow. Yeah, right. He wanted right. to make the shadow, and he couldn't secure the rights. And then he wanted to make something else that he couldn't make secure the rights. So he went, "Fuck it, I'm just going to make my own guy." Right. So he created he, Dark Man. Th- he yeah. creates Dark Man, and Dark Man's kind of, you know, he's thinking Hunchback. He turns more into Phantom of the Opera. Yep. And this kind of, I think, just this amalgam, and that's how we get Dark Man. It's just because right. he couldn't get the rights to sh- the shadow and the other property he wanted. And it and it look I, at, af, after watching the whole film again, right? And I, I was saying this at the beginning. I really enjoyed it. It was nice to go back to this movie, for me. Like I enjoyed it. Oh yeah. But the entire experience of watching it aesthetically, this slow pace. It is slower. Yeah. It's definitely a slower. But that pace getting us into it, I I just got more time with the characters. The drinking bird thing made such an impact on me. I think it was like the first, and it's not a great film, but one of the first movies I ever made, not the one that I don't talk about, but the other one. Um, the movie that shall not be named. Yeah. But I, this other film that I worked on, I, I was directing, and I got them to put a drinking bird in the background as reference right. to that sequence. Um, I think I made a joke that I was, because my career was about to blow up. Well, <laughs> my drinking bird never did it. <laughs> Westlake survives the explosion. He's burned over 40% of his body. His hands and face are the most damaged. Julie believes he's dead, goes to a funeral for him. Where they were like, all we found was an ear, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> it's a good line. Doesn't take long to bury also, an ear. Also, I'd like to note that she's the only one at this funeral. Yeah, so it's he, like this dude's <laughs> like, has, must be a jerk. Has no friends or family. It's this, It's I, was, I felt bad for it. Uh, she goes to a funeral for him while he's actually recovering in a hospital as a John Doe. Apparently, since he's a John Doe, they can do all kinds of crazy stuff to him. The doctors are doing this crazy procedure so he can't feel pain, but it gives him super strength and makes him... Oh, let's say a little emotional. He escapes in the night. <laughs> right. Uh, Wesley- it's basically, they give him PTSD, if you think about it. Right. Like, that's what they purposely do. Is- and make him the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's where it gets far-fetched for me. <laughs> I'm okay with him blowing up and surviving. I'm okay with the weird, crazy procedure that makes him no feel no pain. But Wesley gathers what he can from his lab, which is pretty much everything. <laughs> Yeah, nothing's damaged. I mean, there's a and nothing, especially the skin goo. Yeah, the skin goo because he uses it yeah, a lot. Yeah, the skin goo is fine. The thing that makes the skin goo is great. It's just like we smudged it with black and kind of like pried something else and make it like yeah. that stuff's all toast. But no, it works. Uh, maybe it's that good late eighties, nineties technology. Maybe they like knew how to build things. Oh, you know, it's true. It's not, wasn't as disposable as as crap right, is today. Right. Yeah. Um, I like how he he makes his skin with photos that he just slips in some kind of slot. Oh yeah, it's just like, and it, but it makes a sound. It's like doo doo, <laughs> like it's scanning it and like it knows yeah. exactly what it yeah. is. I'm like, man, that AI is really great and then for it, 1989. Then it produces a hologram. Yeah, it produces a hologram. Though, for him to reproduce his own face, it took something like 23 days. Yeah, I counted it. It was 23 days. It was 500 something hours. Yeah, it's like 23 days to produce your own face. Right. But but I don't think it was because of his face. It was because it had to extrapolate because he was missing pictures, right. parts in the picture. So the computer had to construct construct that. 
because everybody else was made like which is funny because he's basically he's analog deep face. <laughs> Dark true. Man is the analog of deep face, right? Just like control all deep face, deep. Or he's the he's the 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 basic guy in like Mass Effect. Yeah, <laughs> click. All right, you're yeah. Dark Man. Move on. <laughs> there you go. So he gathers what he can find in the lab and moves it to another place. He puts uh, things together and starts his plan for revenge. Also trying to reconstruct a new face for himself, he goes uh, after Durant's henchmen, getting them in all sorts of trouble, killing a few, and even disguising himself as Durant, and, and while all reconnecting with Julie and trying to date. It's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Because he only sees her in the daytime. This stuff works at night. People date at night. <laughs> I, that's my thing, is it keeps going back. But the entire film, <clears throat> for being called Darkman, is a lot of daylight exteriors. It's a lot. Light, there's one in a... Uh, I love the one at the amusement park, though. Cause oh, it's, it's great. It's very Sam Raimi. It's just it's like, extremely. It's just close-ups of weird clowns and people yelling. And, the, and there's some reason those clown those clown close-ups bother me. There's like because they're supposed to. They're yeah, like he's it's, talented. It's intense. There's a freak show with like a cat man. That I was sitting there thinking, it's like, man, how cool would that be if they reprised that guy you know, like and like, team up? You have the Dark Man team, <laughs> Cat Boy and Dark Man. <laughs> I would watch it. Um, so he's in this in the in in that scene he's trying to win a pink elephant for her, uh, Julie. Yep. And yeah, you know, she's really goading. Like, why can't we hang out? And he's like, I'm at this hospital. Cause, yeah. Because I'm a burn freak. I'm a superhero. I can't. <laughs> I can't tell you. He says everything but superhero. I can yeah. tell you everything. I can. He almost tells her everything, but yeah. he's like, no, I gotta win you this thing. And so he he knocks oh whatever he's got to do he knocks off the milk cans or whatever with the baseball and then the the guy who's sort of like a a low budget um uh Richard, was it uh dean stanton yes he's like a like a it's 100 percent. that's exactly what i was thinking the like, entire time he's like in I fact i had to look i was like is that yeah oh, it's like no. i can't afford him but we can afford this guy yeah he's like you're over the line i'm the step i'm i'm stand in He's like, you over the line and i went over the line he's like i like the pink elephant and he's yeah. very i like the pink elephant I have other questions, but I will bring this up now because I'm talking about Pink Elephant. So, Darkman's not in his makeup a lot, not on his skin stuff. All right, so if you look at Darkman, he has no lips. Yeah. There's scenes where he's like, when he's like sneaking up on like trying to, uh, you know, do his surveillance on the bad guys. And so one of his tricks is that he can listen to you and mimic you. He has no lips. Yeah, it's pretty much impossible. <laughs> it's like... Hello, uh, Scotty. Hello. I, just, I can uh, talk like this uh, entire episode. Uh, I can't sound like Robert <laughs> Durant. That would be fine. I can't do it. It's, it's, yes, I'm dark. <laughs> Hello. It's like, oh. Yeah, it's impossible. It's like, what that, What kind of super... And your mouth gets really dry. Right, so... It's just, <laughs> just saying. I, there, there's there's stuff in, the, in this, though, I like. I love, you know, he's putting things together... And he's working on this formula to make the skin last longer, and he sets his hands on fire, and that's when we realize how damaged his hands are. Right. And then he has the whole dancing freak. Oh, that's bizarre. Meltdown. But so Sam. I Raimi. mean, just but but it it's fits. It, but it fits. It yeah. Fits. It just it's like it's like I'm a freak. I'm a freak. <laughs> Paying like, five dollars for the see the dancing freak, yeah. and just like I bought all of this. But that's what I mean. Like I actually like seeing his Joker, his descent. Right. So what's fascinating about his character? From from a comic book, and this is why I love it like a comic book. It's a to me, it's one of the most comic book films I've seen. That's not a comic book, right? He goes to the very he toes up to the line several times. Yeah, oh yeah, all the way to it, and then pulls himself back out. At the time, Peter David, who was working on, uh, uh, he's comic writer for Marvel at the time, but he's working on X Factory, and he would later write for Supergirl. He wrote a bunch of stuff, and he would he said this was the perfect comic book movie up up to that day. Because it just followed all the correct tropes that the other ones weren't doing at the time, right? So and wouldn't do for many years. I mean, yeah. Again, it's a precursor of right. the right formula. Well, right, the precursor of the right formula, and and that he that Raimi uses in Spider Man, and 100%. everyone go, and goes, oh, this is how you make a movie. Raimi has to lead us the way, but he did it before he did Spider Man. He did and it, it comes did back it, to Dark Man because nothing Darkman. else had worked before this. Right. I mean, Batman did, right? But not. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything away from Batman '89. Like that's a huge, right, right. But again. To me, this felt more like a comic book. Batman eighty nine is Tim Burton. It's like it's 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 like a, it's like to me, Tim Burton's Batman movies are musicals. Right. There's nothing wrong with them. No, but they're, they're just musicals. But they have this whole. Th but Raimi's got a style too. But it's, yeah. there's something about it. It's less comic booky than than it's just 
the tone of it doesn't feel that right. Way. Yeah. But in Dark Man, there's the tone is I, it's, I can flip through this. I understand exactly what's going on. Um. So, bad guys figure out mostly be, figure out things mostly because Julie tells them. Yeah, she's like the world's she, worst lawyer. God, she's the world's worst person. So, so she's kind of she was kind of seeing the bad guy for while. You know, Westlake was dead, and then she's like, "I can't see you anymore because he's alive." Yeah. Why are you telling this guy? This guy is clearly evil, but and she can't keep her mouth shut. She she uh, about anything. But she has my favorite line in the movie. It's she tells Lewis, "If you aren't going to kill me, I have work to do." Yeah, it's like if you know you have to say that line. Why tell him anything? Now, uh, I don't know if this will get brought up, but you know that there's like pretty big disputes between them. Sam Raimi and, oh, and yeah. Francis. Yeah. yeah, they have all... They got through the film. They were all friends because they were friends with... You know, the Coens. Coens and the Coens did some weird work on this. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they did some editing work on it. Yeah. And uh, that's how she got hired. Yeah. And uh, not she wasn't a great... She's not a great actress. It's just, you know, it's just like, hey, go do my friend's movie. Kind of basically how it worked yeah. out. But... She's a bit more highbrow of an actor than I think he was used to working with. Yep. And so, and she's really a fluff character. There's not a lot to her. No, she's. I mean, she's perfect for at the same time frame Sharon Stone era. Right. And so this is the, like in her sweet spot. She right. hasn't become right. Basic and, instinct yet. Right. And so it's like she. There's not much to play with. So I could see there's some frustration there. It's like I could see conversations like, why am I telling them this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what their arguments for, but that's how I just can imagine. It's like, why that's, is this written so? Shitty? I wouldn't argue that. So uh, Julie tells Lewis um, everything, and so he sends her on her way. Lewis sends Durant's gang after Julie and Westlake because, you know, that's where she's headed, uh, which leads to Julie getting kidnapped, tons of Durant's gang goons dying. Oh, and Westlake's second lab goes up in a huge explosion. Yep. Then there's a crazy helicopter fight chase that ends with the helicopter completely being destroyed and blowing up Robert G. Durant with it. Westlake goes to save his girl. I love the weird helicopter chase scene because it's just... The, well, they the, green screen into it. The, the action scene leading into it is right. really well composed. Oh, yeah. I love the running along the, the catwalks. Oh, yeah. And again, it's a daytime sequence. Right. That's harder. Right. Nighttime, I mean, nighttime requires more lights, but daytime, you you can't hide anything. Right. And they, they put it together. But then when he gets onto the helicopter, the way he's sort of hanging like... I like when he crashes into the building and yeah. he just apologizes and yeah. then gets pulled right it, out. It was, a, but that's a very comic book. It's a good, it's a good bit. It was, and that's what I mean. Like that whole section, the back half, that or this back third, right? That through Durant's death is right. extremely comic book. So, and also, also done in the Matrix. Yeah, the first Matrix does basically the, yeah. this bit, but they do it better because the technology is better. But, but done Bill, here first. Yeah, done here first. Bill Pope worked on both. See, I think everything's connected. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, so here you go. Dark Man inspired that. Inspired some scenes. I had to. I had to. I mean, it's yeah. a great. It's a great sequence. And the, the attack scene on the second lab is also really good. And you're right. It's to me, it's it's almost like gorilla. Like how I make a movie because I don't have any budget. So I'm like, oh, this looks like a cool location. Let's shoot what we can here. But, but and that's Raimi's sort of. If you think about Evil Dead, right? Like the guy in Evil Dead Two is the same movie. That's what he did, right? It's just like this is a cool location. Let's just let's look. just make it work. Just put some squibs here, let him run, and blow and some stuff why, up. The explosions were all practical. Right, and they beautiful so stunt work. The whole, I mean, it's really well made, and, it, and, it's, and, it's, and, it's a, and it's a good cat and mouse thing because it's like so he sends the goons in, and you know, Darkman's got all these masks of he's made of all the goons, and so he's just sw- flipping masks and making oh, people great. look people like each other. And I love when he sees Smiley, Smiley yeah, versus Smiley, Smiley is like and, so good, and the the dual work in that is so good because usually in those older movies you can definitely see line, you can't see the lines. No, the in seam this. is hidden. The, really the seam well. is very very well. And so it's, I mean, like even when like earlier when he's pretending to be Durant. And they're in the the the, the revolving door together. Oh, yeah. oh it's so good. It's, I loved it. It's a great sequence. And it's just simple mask work, like right. not After Effects, but like in camera mask right. stuff. I, I assume. Right. Uh, there was no AE, so they might have had something else. But it's so well built. Uh, that's where my favorite death happens. Smiley's death comes into the sequence before Durant dies. Right. And I, I love the edit, the pacing, the flow to take us to that point. Okay, so Darkman's already on the helicopter by this time. He's fighting. So that we cut back to like the. The the base for you know his his second lab for apparent reason and then we just see like oh the the uh, gas tanks are uh, the the fuel tanks are just kind of 
spewing out right. uh, you know, chemicals. And then Smiley kind of wakes up and he's like, oh, this is not good. And he could see where everything's going to blow up. And he sees the lighter right. lighter, and the, and the drinking bird and goes crawling for it. And when he reaches for it, it's a hologram. Yeah. And then we get the sequence again. It Which was, again, a good oh, effect. Such, it looked good. The hologram work looked really good. It did. I mean. But the, the, the pacing and the, of the... Of the, the the tension to get it there was it like a horror death. Oh yeah, that's like a horror movie murder, right? That's a saw oh, murder yeah. is what we got. It was, it was so good, so good. Yeah. Um, then Durant's killed in a helicopter crash, and I mean it's not really that dramatic. It's no, it's actually kind of lame for our bad guy. Both yeah. all the the bad guy deaths are like the main bad guy deaths are really lame. Uh, Westlake disguises himself as Durant. This wasn't a big reveal kind of thing, but he has like he says the the line that uh, you know you know Westlake's like a cockroach. You kill him. And uh, he keeps coming back. That's in the yep. trailer. Yep. It's Westlake. Oh, <laughs> uh, once more shows up as Lewis at Lewis's work spot. <laughs> I guess they were like, we're going to go meet and exchange kidnapping girls here. That's where he's got Julie kidnapped. Giant skyscraper under construction because, of course, it is. Uh, Lewis is smart. He figures out Durant is Westlake. There's a crazy fight on the steel beams. And in the end, Lewis falls, but is caught by Westlake after, you, after giving him the you can't drop me, you're a good guy speech. Westlake drops him to his death. <laughs> yeah, which is great. Because, you know, while he's a superhero, he's a monster. Julie and Westlake have a really awkward elevator ride back to the ground. and <laughs> like Really awkward. Because really, he's got no mask and yeah. she's going to really get the scene for the first time. And uh, But instead of having a heartful reunion, he escapes into the crown, turning into Bruce Campbell and declaring himself the Dark Man. The end. I am the Dark Man. Um, the the makeup work is amazing. In this it's movie. super solid. It's so solid. There's very little you can take away from it. Right. I, I, I was reading a thing about like part of the conditions for Liam to to um, to do this was that the because the teeth were going to be exposed, he didn't want to see him moving right. in the wrong way because they wouldn't in right. your jaw. So they had to like epoxy it. They did all this extra work just to get the teeth to fit his face properly so that it didn't look as hokey when he spoke. Right. and It, was, it doesn't solve the lip problem. but No, it doesn't. Cause, and it's just, that's just a suspension of disbelief. Uh, but I love the, you know, what they can't fix, they cover with those bandages perfectly. Yep. I mean, yep. So you've got you've got him. I mean, he looks horrifying. He, the way he's burned is oh yeah. I mean, just tragic. But the make the the bandage work to make him look like the mummy. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's, oh, fantastic. And then some of the moments where they would do the very noir lighting, and they would just give us like this little this little shafty across, right. like little strip of light right. across his face or right. over a sign. That's or, why the hat's there. The hat's so. Oh, good. it's brilliant. I mean, he's totally the family opera, and it's fantastic. And now I I I don't know how far into the path we want to go but do you have the costume notes did you read any of that stuff i did not but you can tell yeah oh so he picked some of these pieces oh that's cool so i was digging in on it i was like it's some of so some of the costume for dark man is built off of liam neeson wanting to assemble this character i think that's fascinating right i the only i, I had that as a trivia thing but i didn't really uh the, the other trivia thing i had i, I had two um <laughs> so bill paxton was almost cast cast as um, uh, peyton westlake according to paxton he told his friend liam neeson about the audition and when Neeson got the role, Paxton didn't speak to him for months. No, oh, it's terrible. Um, Liam Neeson worked 18 hours a day in 10-piece makeup. It's crazy. Uh, but he liked the challenge and the idea of working behind a mask and camera. That sounds like just an actor. He's like, oh, just throw me into something. Yep. Uh, plus, you know, for him, his first big starring role, he doesn't want to screw it up. So he's like, I want to get cast in other things. Um, well, it's a lead. It's like a you lead. want to be able to yeah. show you can carry the lead. Lead, lead. And it's got enough of him in it where you can see his face, 100%. which is now a big thing. I mean, it wasn't as big in the 90s, but it's like, you know, for, you know, like when you see Iron Man and you, you're going to see like the helmet, like not a lot, but you're going to see like the HUD where you oh, see Tony yeah. Stark's face yeah. and then he's going to not wear the helmet as much as he can. Yeah. It's like when basically he's not flying wearing you. Well, it's Deadshot from the DC universe. Right. That they ne he never wears the thing that makes right. him Deadshot. Uh, the editing process was very difficult, and the editor alleged it had a nervous breakdown while and left the production. It's hard. it's a tough cut. Uh, the Universal executives were also rather nervous when it came uh, to some of the wild things in the film, and insisted that take, they be taken out. Raymond confessed that the studio that studio movie making, as opposed to independent filmmaking, didn't fulfill him the same way. However, uh, Raimi attributed Universal's marketing campaign to the movie's success. They did this great campaign because they were like, we don't know what we have. Oh, that's what we'll do. And the whole campaign is, who is Darkman? Because Universal didn't know. And so they, the whole campaign, all the posters are, who is Darkman? All the ads, went back and watched the ads. The ads are all like, and oh, that's brilliant. who is Darkman? And so they would, they, would, they would do that 
uh, they would have the silhouette of him walking, and then they would put Darkman around him, and so he was like the silhouette of the middle of the A in Darkman. And Brilliant. So, oh, it's oh, it's fantastic! It's yeah. absolutely fantastic. There was a Darkman TV pilot in 1992. Unbelievable! I found it. It will be in the show notes. I watched it. I sent it to you. You said you tried to watch it. I took one for the team and watched it. Um, but it wasn't Nemesis bad. No, it wasn't Nemesis bad. Uh, it's hard to watch, not because it's. I mean, it's it's not. There's not a lot there. What they do is they retell the story of the origin, and they, it is not like the movie. So it's they they are like Westlake and Julie are married, and she's killed in the the initial explosion because Durant came in to steal his synthetic skin formula. That's the plot. Um, uh, Larry Drake came back to reprise the role. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. He came back and reprised it. The, uh, had a British actor come in and do uh, Liam Neeson's role. Um, then it's so it's an it's a nineties. It was made for Fox, so it's almost built like a syndication show. Yep. So it's these procedurals with these supernatural elements kind of thing. Yep. Sort of, it's basically what it is. So of course there's a cop involved, and so the cops guy, she's like, I'm trying to look for this dark man guy, but she ends up befriending him, and it's just. And then there's a black kid he just befriends because the 90s. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you're a street kid. I'm a street dude. We're going to hang out and solve crimes. And so it was a 22-minute uh, pilot. That show would have never worked in a half-hour format. Yeah, I don't know why they did. I mean, sometimes they're, they're pitches. Yeah, it's a pitch. Yeah. A lot of it, a lot of the footage is footage from oh, gotcha. okay. the movie. Yeah. So it's, they probably filmed 12 minutes or 10 minutes, yep. and the rest of it is footage. Because um, there's clearly there's scenes of where it's like when they they're beating up um, when they're retelling the origin and beating up Westlake, it's Liam Neeson. You can oh, see right. it. You can clearly tell it's Liam. But when he's crawling toward the the drinking bird, yeah. that's Liam Neeson. <laughs> and, yeah, and there's nothing you can do about that. He what I did like the changes in it though. I, I mean, the premise is neat. I th- I think today it would work. I yeah. think I think I think you know, make some changes, but I think it were he instead of going into that uh, abandoned like factory where he's at. He he stays in an old, old abandoned planetarium. Oh, that's cool. So it's you know science based. Yeah. He's a man of science, and he's like now he's fighting all kinds of crime. And he's doing the masks thing, and and it's shot at night. So yeah. finally, so it's finally shot it's, at night because it's cheaper. <laughs> so. My God, I have something special for you. Uh oh, you'll love this. I don't think you haven't mentioned this, so I've, I'm surprised you don't know this. You may know this, but I think I'm, hopefully I will surprise you. In 2006, Dynamite Comics presented Darkman versus Army of Darkness. Are you kidding me? I read it last night. How is it? It's amazing. Here's the plot. Oh my god! Because you do know Bruce Campbell was they pitched him, right, to be yeah, in that well, role. And, and, the stu- and the studio said no. That's yeah, why he's because yeah. he, he wasn't big, and they were like, yeah. "We need somebody big." And I think it would have been great. It would have been great. It would have been a good Darkman. Um, all right, all right. So, so Darkman versus Army of Darkness. All right, so. Darkman, it's it's shortly after the movie, and some years after the movie, and uh, he's been following Julie, who's getting on with her life, and he's happy about this supposedly, but you know he's got these emotional problems. Julie, being the lawyer she is, she's she is working uh, closing this estate that has all this oh, crazy boy. like occult stuff, and her and her assistant, who's her assistant, has been working hard on trying to. Translate some of the stuff, and they so they find the Necronomicon, and uh, they start casting spells out of it because they're reading, you know, what is this? Whatever it's supposed yeah. to be. And uh, she, Julie, becomes the uh, qu- uh, queen of the damned and starts writing, and so she starts <laughs> raising all these deadites. Yeah. And so her sister runs off. Darkman tries to fight, f- fight and save Julie, but because she she's turned, she can't, can't. And so together they, they were like, well, we need a hero. The book says we can summon a hero, so they summon the hero who's Ash. So uh, Ash shows up, and so of course Ash and Darkman fight for a second because you know they have to. The heroes have to fight, yeah. And then because he's like, we have to kill Julie, and he's like, you're not killing Julie. <laughs> so, and so they're they're Darkman like disguises himself as a deadite and goes sneaking around. I mean, this Brilliant. would have been an awesome movie. I would have watched it. Brilliant. Uh, they raise uh, the Queen of the Dam raises Durant and makes him a lieutenant, and so. He's he's out there as a deadite and just this is delightful. It's epic. It's epic. Yeah, I I absolutely loved it. It was it was really really I gotta find fun that. fun. I will make sure you get it. Thank you. But so yeah, Darkman versus Army of Darkness, two thousand six. Now I saw somewhere I haven't looked at it. 
There's like a link for a dark man that makes its way into IMDb in 2012 as a short. Short film, seven minutes long. It's on my notes too. I haven't watched it. I haven't. I didn't. I didn't find it, but I didn't look very hard. I'll be honest. Yeah, I haven't. I just saw it appear. Is it? Is it in the same space? Is it a fan film? It's a fan film. Yeah, it's a fan wow. film. Wow, good for them. <laughs> so, but I read a review on it, and the review wasn't negative. He was just. It was just kind of mediocre. But it's all. See, I have a problem with long reviews for short films. Yeah, like the like the review was longer than I know that screen the the script was for. Yeah, it doesn't need to. <laughs> it's be. like don't critique yeah. this guy's fan film like that. Just it didn't quite do blah blah blah. <laughs> Seven like you minutes. You had a fan film of an obscure. Right, seven minutes. You had seven minutes. It made two sequels. Oh, that's true. Darkman had two sequels. See, oh. uh, we'll talk about this at the end. But um, yeah, Dark Darkman was uh, popular enough to make two direct to video sequels: uh, The Return of Durant and then Die Darkman Die. Yeah. Uh, the Return of Durant is basically uh, Durant survives the helicopter crash and he's all burnt up so he can be a dark man too. And so yeah. he gets the same surgery and he goes and can't feel pain and he goes after for revenge. I don't know what Die Dark Man dies about, but I know it has the worst, my, my favorite worst line in any movie. So Dark Man, we talked about this outside when yeah. we were pitching this. So Dark Man's seeing this other girl and uh, as Dr. Westlake in, in his normal skin. And uh, her brother is murdered, and he's kind of been like investigating on the side because that's what he does. He's a hero now, and uh, he's like, he, he's like, I know the gangsters who did this, and he's going to tell her, and he tells her, "Hey, I know who shot your your brother." And she's like, "Oh no, no, the police said it was just a random act of violence." <laughs> well, that is murder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I tell you who did it. No, it's just a random act, like just a bullet out of the air. Just <laughs> we have to worry about like. Oh, he died. One random. Oh boy, <laughs> random. Jeff Fahey. Yeah, Jeff Fahey's in it, and He's the bad guy. Uh, I can't say his name, but you can. Who's playing uh, Darkman? It's uh, the mummy. Oh, Ar- Arnold Vosloo. Yeah, Vosloo. He's um uh the mummy in the mummy movies, and he's um uh Zartan and GI Joe. Yes, and he also. That's all I know him in, but I was like three movies. He's I can. He's not name. the guy. No, he's not. That's Billy. Who played? Who ended up playing? The Shadow, not the Shadow. That was not. The oh, shadow. you're thinking Billy Zane? Yeah, Billy Zane. He played the sh- Phantom. The Phantom. Thank he you. He played the Phantom. The Shadow was what's but his it, name? Billy Zane is also in one of my f- favorite oh, comedy horror films. Tales from the uh, Crypt, uh, Demon Knight. Oh, dude, Demon Knight's amazing. Demon Knight, we got to do the show. Demon <laughs> Devil, whatever Demon he Knight's is. He's the, so oh, good. Demon Knight's such a good movie. Yeah, saw that in the theaters like three I did times. Too. <sighs> Loved it. Movie. Love that movie. Porto opens with filter. Right. Hey man, nice shot. Right. So and, good. And they're sealing everything. It's, it's so good. And it's got it's it's got um William Sadler, who you know Who's great who's, in that movie. Who's great in everything. William yeah. Sadler's one of those underrated actors. He's that character actor who who's who's in everything, and when you see him, you just love him. Yep. I just want to write parts for him so I can put him in movies. Yeah. Just be like be in my movie. And Billy Sadler in that movie, seriously, is straight up awesome. Fun. Oh, it's just awesome. It's awesome. Ah, yeah. we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to demon. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that because now I kinda wanna see it again. God, it's been a while. It's been a, I, I saw a little bit more recently, I think. I, I think I didn't I bought, like the second one, Bordello of Blood. It's okay. Yeah, it it's didn't. not as good. Dennis Miller's funny in it, though. I like yeah. the premise more than the execution. I'll put it that way. And that's pre-conservative talk show host. Dennis yeah, that's right, right, right. Before he did, he yeah. I think he dived into some movies because he did Disclosure and a couple other things before yeah. he jumped into doing. Well, that's before Monday Night Football, and then after Monday Night Football, he did yeah, conservative that's talk. Right. Yeah. Um, there was a Darkman NES game. Oh yeah, I remember that. I never played it though. I owned it and I have beaten it. And seriously, yeah. And so maybe as a tag with this episode, if we can work it out between the time we we record it and the time we air. I'm going to try to get us together so we'll at least play an emulator of it and film yeah. us playing it. I'd love this. I just want to. See, is the helicopter like just a nice? There's part 2D. of it. But the, 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 the fun part is that basically the game is your dark man getting revenge, and so every level is a different one of Durant's bosses, uh, henchmen. Oh, that's fun. And so you have to track them down. There's scenes where you have to go like take their pictures, so you can make their that mask. Fairly complex for an yeah, NES. Yeah, it's, it's it, it, a regular NES. Yeah, it really is NES, and it's. I mean, it's not that complex when you watch it, but it's like you know, the idea is there. It's yeah. like it's it's more idea than execution. And then you would fight the boss, and then you have their skin, and you can sneak into the next level. That's brilliant. And so, and so that's gonna be awesome. So, Darkman released in 1990 on my birthday, oh. August 24th, 1990. I don't know why I didn't get to see it on my birthday. It would have been an awesome birthday present. The budget was 16 million. Do you know how much it made in the theater? Yeah. No, oh, I don't think much. Maybe 20. World, domestic 33. That's not bad. Worldwide 48. 
That's pretty good. It's really good. That's what sixteen million dollars. I mean, that's that's the same. Uh, who knows what the marketing budget was? But. Right. So, how do you think it ranked that weekend? Oh God! Probably. When did it come out? August. Oh, Aug- that's a summer block. August nineteen ninety. In the top ten. Number one. You are kidding me. Made eight million dollars the opening weekend. Unbelievable. Number one, uh, Darkman. Number two, Ghost. Number three, Flatliner. uh, Flatliners. Then Presumed Innocent. And then My Blue Heaven. Uh, well, maybe those are all. They've all been out though. Right, right. right. But number one movie of the so is Darkman. The marketing. Marketing. Who is Darkman? They everyone went to go see to find out. Yeah. Uh, how do you think you did in the the year? Uh, well, it was number one. It did something right. So I will say it was top fifty. Yeah, I probably thirty-eight. Oh, so close! Thirty-six. Good yeah, job. Good yeah. job. Can you name me the top movies of nineteen ninety? You can't, and I, I love can't. I love this part of the game show though because I'm so bad at it. I have so, no clue. Take a shot. Take a shot. Um, ninety. Nineteen ninety. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ghost. Uh, yes, Ghost is number two. All right. But that's the only thing I have named before. Yeah, everything no, else is named. Flatliners is terrible, so no. Uh, one is the one that won the Oscar that year. Oh wait, what about is that Birds? Bette Midler, uh, Beaches. Beaches is not in the top. Non, not in oh, the, no. What else came out? Fried Green Tomatoes. Nope. Dang, I, have no I think idea that's ninety-two. Ready? Yep. Number one, Home Alone. Oh! oh my God, how could I forget that? Number two, Ghost. Number three, Dances with Wolves, which won the Oscar that year. Yep. Number three, Pretty Woman, that gave us yep. Julia Roberts Dang as a super. It. And number five was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh man, like so, Ninja Turtles was a big jam for me. Right. right. So uh, this year included movies such as I did this in sequels. It's fun. Ready? Exorcist three. Wow. Back to the Future 3. Wow. Godfather 3. Wow. Gremlins 2. Yep. Young Guns 2. Yep. Die Hard 2. Oh, gosh. Predator 2. It also brought us Jacob's Ladder, Total Recall, Dick Tracy, and Misery. That's all great movies. Oh, great. 90 was a good year. It was a good year. Misery's a great movie. I haven't watched that in a while. Yeah, I did. Misery was a great movie. I need to review. So. Um... Yeah, so my biggest thing, biggest takeaway from this film, aside from now that we've established sort of lining it into the Matrix and other gags, there's great gags in the movie that I think you can find in other movies. Right. You can see the influence. Obviously, Sam Raimi, you can definitely see in Spider-Man. He never left it. Right. The biggest takeaway was it still, to this day, was the most comic book, to me, now. Right. still more comic book. I felt like I was reading a comic where the dialogue wasn't perfectly acted in my head because right. I'm not an actor, that things didn't go exactly as the way I thought because I'm not an artist. It just there's there's a there's a roughness to it that I actually really really love. Oh, it's great, and I love the fact that it was a lot of daylight. All right, called Darkman, and it's 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 gritty, but not like it's not like in gritty in story, but like in just tone and look. Right. I mean, right. the. Film stock just looks filthy, and it's oh, great. it's just so disgusting. It's yeah, just it's like, right. It's like, oh, where did you find this yeah. in the sewer? It's yeah. just disgusting. It's like all short ends. So, yeah. I, I'm curious. I know that Sam Raimi owns the rights to Evil Dead. I don't know if he owns the rights to Dark Man. No, I think they're probably tied up with Universal. Right. This Universal. This is Universal. So we here, can ask somebody. So hold on on this note for me to yeah. get with follow me on this train when we do this yeah. how do we remake this movie because yeah. we, we i would love to here's what i propose if it's universal yeah i'm with you 100 percent. i know where you're going can we work him in can we can we work him into the dark universe let's take 100%. out phantom because that's who he is take yep. the musical phantom out so we don't have to worry about andrew Lee weber and all that crap yep we bring in dark man instead 100 percent. oh I would watch Darkman fight Dracula or the Mummy or what? Oh, werewolves. It, makes it, it makes it way better if he ties into that space. Right, right. You have this, and your heist movie gets even heightened because right. he's got to go in and do the heist portion. More right, so. and so you've got you know he adds to your scientist who is like Frank Frankenstein and Mister Hyde, yep. and so suddenly you've got Darkman, you got Westlake who's got, I mean he can connect in any of those with his fl- you know skin thing and yep. just oh, so I love it. I propose putting Darkman in the Dark Universe. No, I think it's brilliant. I think. If if you're going straight remake, obviously I think you turn it a little bit more 
I think you, you put it back out. Now we're moving you because your idea is better. Right, right. I, yeah, we can do a separate one. But if we're doing it straight, I, just, I would. I was just as I, we were talking. I, oh, uh, I, it I started connecting to me. like right away. I would actually turn it into a little more of a horror film. Right. I turn it into a little more of a not a jigsaw, but something in that space with right. the, with a little more substance to the the villain. Right. That you think's the villain. And then turn it on its head as it goes through so that you are starting to reveal that he has another side to him. Mm -hmm. But I would really let the darkness, not a Jekyll and Hyde physical way, but a mental way, I'd let the darkness kind of take control of him in the right moments. Right. Right. And his struggle is the balance. Oh, yeah. So at the end, he's able to achieve somewhat of a balance where he can, quote, Hulk rage. Right. Go full dark man or not. Right. That makes sense. So... uh, I have a, I have a question for and maybe it, to me profit I mean I don't know profit wise but it, it, to me it made it seemed like it made money yeah and and we're just talking theatrically so we're not talking about video releasing because they made they made ton of money on home oh, uh, yeah. home video back then and so uh, there wasn't really merchandise tie in I know there was t shirts there was no action figures or anything because I guess it was radars they didn't want to do action figures for, for that. I would have bought a Darkman action figure though. I would have yeah. like, like just give me a kid. They made a Highlander cartoon like you talked right. about the other week. But I, you know, I am curious why instead of a a really good budgeted um, theatrical sequel, we got two direct video thrown together stuff. I bet it was the rights deal. Probably. It's cheaper. They could sell the rights off, make a little money. Right. They didn't care about the property. Right. Sam may have abandoned the property. Right. That's the real. I that's mean, the hard it, truth. Yeah, he probably like I'm off to go make other things, and you know I'll, I'll make some money off yeah. whatever my con- contribution, whatever his contract yep. is. Um, I I think it's a viable property. I think um, I think I, the world needs another Dark Man, especially in the age of superheroes. It's good to get an original one. Yeah, and it's look, he's on the same lines as Deadpool in right. terms of like the darkness. It's Logan. Right. You can be violent. Right. You and, can go that way right. with and, it. And it's you know it's got a bit of a name and a cult following. I'd 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 make this in a heartbeat. Um, or at least write it in a heartbeat. I have some ideas. Yeah, I love <laughs> even not the, doing in the dark. I universe, love the I dark little, universe. I think that's like I just want to re- res- resurrect the dark universe. I hope there's an idea and in there. And he fits it because he's in, he's he's a direct homage to, to it. On right, top he's of the it. homage. Like, that's right. what Raimi wanted, wanted to do. do right. Yeah. So it, I'm all in. I invite Sam Raimi to come direct it. Come, come back. Hey, Sam Raimi. Come direct, you listen to this podcast. Come, we'll come just, on down. Come, come, You're gonna see Dark Man. You're gonna get curious. You're gonna listen to this podcast. Scotty and I have some ideas. We have some ideas. It's great. I, it's a, it's I forget a, the name of your company. I'm sorry. I also got a question there about the. I was gonna bring this up earlier, and I, just, I forgot till now. But so, Dark Man fits in the weird era of, of superhero movies. Hey, well, there wasn't a lot of them, but a lot of the bad guys were real estate dudes. Yeah, that was a big deal. Why are real estate dudes like like Superman? Yep, real estate dude. Superman is basically Lex Luthor, and Lex Luthor is just a real estate dude. Yeah. He just wants to, I'm going to make California an island. I'm going to blow up the earth to do it, but yeah. I don't know. I I don't know if it's because the 90s. Robocot. Real estate dude. Real estate dude. Total Recall, technically technically real estate dude. Technically real estate dude. This real estate dude. I think, I wonder if it's because the 90s was about mass consumption. Superman Returns. Real estate dude. Oh, good point. Because- Kevin Spacey's Lex Luthor wants to raise an island because he's basically he's um, the original Lex Luthor. Uh, I'm looking straight at him. Can't think of his name. Oh, Brandon Routh. No, no, no. That's Superman. Uh, Lex, original, original Lex Luthor. Oh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. He's yeah. Hackman. He's he's basically just taking over the role yeah. for Hackman on that. But he's like, I'm raising an island of kryptonite and I'm gonna put you know, real estate on there. Arr! It doesn't make any sense. Why are we, like Superman's like I gotta get these housing markets down. <laughs> It's just not working. It's like 2008. Oh, he's like the bubble, the bubble. He knew ahead of time. <laughs> Too his, big to he fail. Calls buddy, he calls his buddy Bruce, who's not yet quite yet Batman, but right. he's still there. And he's like, no, no, the bubble is too big. It won't work. <laughs> I'd write that movie too. I'm a, Super be like heroes, superheroes dealing with. Well, the, Christian Bale's in the Big Short, so that's all. That's where I was going from it. It's Christian Bale's. He's Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. It's pre. Uh, it's Bruce. It's Bruce pre Batman. Right before his family's killed, he has to use all that money to become his. Yeah. <laughs> he made on the betting against the housing market. <laughs> That's how he does. I like our origin story now. <laughs> That's how we do it. Oh wow! So uh, I don't know what we're gonna watch next. Do you have suggestions? 
It's technically I'm a your, little scared. It's technically your pick. I know, but I'm a little scared after the fiasco with. Oh, I got you some back from Nemesis. I'm saving that one though. Oh boy, I, um, did, I did. I think we mentioned this in the last podcast, but I did walk in when I first saw him after Nemesis, going, "You've lost your privileges." Yeah, that's true facts. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to. I had. I have a small list of a couple of things, and I just. Well, one of the ones I'd like to do is another terrible action movie. That's what you're going to find. Well, the thing with me. That, that's your thing. Yeah. Uh, it's American Ninja. Okay. The, it's American the, Ninja, but but we could also do a special guest. We have two options for. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Do you want to let the audience pick? No. Okay. <laughs> So the other option would be uh, our audience member is wrong. <laughs> would be Jeff Worley's favorite movie. One of his favorite cult films is Breaking Two Electric. Oh yeah, Breaking Two. Oh, the second one, not he even loves, the first one. He loves the second one. Wow. And it's kind of weird to bring Jeff because you have to show a picture of him at some point, right? But that's one of Jeff's jams. Or you get my wife, who is the Comet, Night of the Comet. So we'll figure out who wants to come on next, and yeah. we'll. Have she just wants to drink. So. Well, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get funnier. And her southern will come out more and more. Slurs it out. Not a comic favorite, the fashion. <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh, what else is on your list? American Ninja on your list? What else is on your list? Uh, there's a whole, I got a whole, I got a sheet. Just not with me. Oh, you just can't think of things off the top of your head? Yeah, because I'm tired and it's been a long day. I got you. I got you. I have do- to reshoot a commercial. I'm very frustrated about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not my fault. I make more money, but it's. <laughs> just- <laughs> It's the principle. Just think about that. See, that's what I think about. At the end of the day, I get paid. I know. It's how it is. It's like, it's like, how many versions of this you want? Whatever. I get paid at the end of the yeah. day. What, you don't like the yeah. word here? Whatever. I'll, I just, I don't have control, so it's a more matter of what was said to cause it. Oh, you know. I, I, I had a, a project I did. I had a, a, a digital sign I had to do. <laughs> Work talk with Scotty and Drew. Yeah. Uh, I had a digital sign sign I had to do, and uh, at the last minute, they wanted to add this other thing, which had a logo with it, but they wanted the logo to appear at... Like at the end, like right. you know, when the, when the, this part of the promotion showed up, here's the logo for it, which is fine. But they didn't tell me where to put the logo, and there's there's not a lot of room in these things, and so I just kind of stuck it where I thought it would be aesthetically pleasing. I was wrong, and then I, and so I got notes of like, well, can you put it so? The first note was, could you put it somewhere else? <laughs> And so I did, because <laughs> it was it just looks like you you just put it somewhere. Which is true. That's what I did. <laughs> right. I was like, you got called out. I was like, oh, it looks good here. I mean, there's a me- there's a method to my madness. I didn't just yeah. like you know close my eyes and you know get the. I out. do that often. And then, and then finally, I, that wasn't right. And so, uh, the person above the other person come back and actually took a screenshot, printed it out, circled where she wanted it, scanned it, or took a shot of it, and then sent me where she wanted it. <laughs> Which was fine. I, I now know, what, like, okay, I put it where you need it. She drew a map. I was like, I'm okay with that. So, <laughs> Very analog map to just, get there. Just give me, just give me, just yeah. where you want, which is basically the other side of where I put it. It was on the right side. She wanted it on the left. At least they gave you a, it's better than, than the ambiguous, uh, more right. <laughs> I'm sorry? What? No, just more right. Just more right. More righter? Could, could you make it lefter? Yeah, a little bit left. And then you're like, what? I, And so sometimes there's the two-tick rule we have in the edit bay. Right. If someone gives you a thing and you're cutting and they're like, um, I think that needs to be two ticks to the left. And they're just talking about two frames. They right. They just call it ticks because the cl- click of right. the keyboard. So the rule was you always do, and normally they're wrong, so you'd go two ticks, two ticks. You'd be like, tick, tick, tick. And you just do enough. You basically do it six times. Right. You're always getting back to zero. Right. And you're like, how's that? Perfect. You're right. Like, yep. There you go. Right. Done. All right. Secrets of editing. Or or you just do the same version and go print. Or when you export it, just version three. Yeah. I do that. Good <laughs> oh, bit. this is wonderful. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's called version whoring. <laughs> oh, I didn't know there was yeah, a name for it. V whoring. Yeah. Uh, that's, a- that's where they just want to run up the version numbers. So sometimes I will start the first version at six. <laughs> And be like, yeah, I've worked on this for a while. No, no. I, see, I'm I'm the opposite because I'm because <laughs> I feel like versions are failures. <laughs> oh yeah. No. So so like before I send anything out for approval, it's probably version four or five, but it's like version one, and they're yeah. like, oh, it's wonderful. I'm like, yes. They don't yeah. know how much pain I went through. No, no, I get it. I, I call that, all the mistakes. It depends first. on the client, right? Yeah. Well, I work for an in-house agency, so yeah, you have, have the, the luxury. Of I it. have one client, which is awesome. I you know. I, I was talking to my boss today, well, my grand boss, and we put out an episode today, and um, 
you know, I told him, it's like, well, my, my job is to make you happy. And he's like, well, I want you happy too. The job is to put out a great product. And I'm like, okay, do yes. And my brain is, well, it's a good product because you're happy and it's out. So it's like once it's right. released, I'm, right. I'm happy you're happy. It's right. Like honestly, I'm like I'm I love my job and I love what I do, but once it's out of my hand, whatever. I'm yeah. I'm on to the next thing. I'm already thinking about no, the next that's, thing. No, that's and that's why I'm upset about reshooting the commercial. Right. It's like I made I thought I'd made the they were happy. Right. Th- three out of the four children we had together, they <laughs> loved, but one of them they want to redo. And one of them was kind of a dark man and they had a they wanted the dark. They, we had a, either we had a Durant or a burnt face. We're going to we got to put him put him up on that. Uh well, that was a good fun. It was fun. Yeah, it's good. We have to do this again. We have to do this again. Yeah, work talk at the end. You know what? We did not come with a shirt this week. I know, but, <sighs> but that's okay. That's okay. We sometimes can need to give it a rest. Yeah. So we Dark Man was probably a little bit better quality than. It's our first number one movie. Yeah. It probably won't be our last, but it was. I was. I was surprised though. It was number one. I think if you. It, yeah. Yeah. I, I was be. very surprised. It was uh, number one. It's pretty shocking. I was like, this movie came in, in August too. Right. Like, it's at the end of August, but still. Which makes again, I think it's the marketing. I think it's the who is Darkman. And I'll post the trailers too on on, yeah. the, on that. So, because you know, please check the show notes if you're listening to this part of the episode. Show notes are I work hard on those. Yeah, they're good. So There's a lot of information and fun stuff. All right, this is me saying, this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out to make yours. This is Cool Hoss out. Yakmala. Cool Hoss. That's the ice cream again. Yakmala. Yakmala. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.